Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike to tell you along with one of the best to ever play the position at quarterback at LSU, Herb Tyler. We're over here at Acme Oyster House and uh, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Herb and I will be here in t- uh, until 3 o'clock this afternoon, and we'll turn it over to the LSU Radio pregame coverage that starts at 3 and then at 5 o'clock kickoff time between LSU and Ole Miss. And we want to thank uh, Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond for being our presenter here at Acme Oysters. Herb, nothing says more SEC football than LSU Ole Miss. It's one of those hated rivalries that uh, I don't really know a lot about personally before I got to LSU. But after, now, huh? after being at LSU, <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like everybody's cousin's cousin and their other cousins went to Ole Miss and LSU. And they just, just uh, you know, families divided and houses divided. So it's pretty cool and I love it. And this weekend is a really great weekend because every SEC team is playing against one another. Yeah. And so it's a really special weekend. And then what I will say is that you got Ole Miss and LSU playing. I think that's the highest two highest rated teams that are playing against one another. So it's going to be a really, really great game tonight. And I think that uh, Lane Kiffin is going to, you know, do his little spooky stuff that he does to try to turn his little Ole Miss uh, 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 players who I really don't like much um, into some Tiger killers. But that ain't going to happen because we are Tiger killers all day. We are Tigers. One thing early on this season, he loves to throw the football deep. So LSU got to be cognizant of that and get a pass rush yes. on Jackson Dart. And it's not the strength of LSU, certainly in the secondary. No. But, man, I rewatched the Alabama Ole Miss game because uh, um, driving and watching ain't, ain't real good for me. And it shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> But you got to carry your son. Not for anybody. I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's not for everybody. No, no, no. So um, I got to watch it again. And, man, the second half, because you and I watched the first half from here. Yep. Man, you know, it was close. Ole Miss had the lead at halftime, and then they played bully ball. Yep. Alabama came out with nine straight plays. They ran the football. Then on the next drive, they had an 11-play drive. They threw the football twice. They ran the ball eight straight times. They played bully ball, and they gained some yardage 
uh, on that. And I think that's something LSU is going to have to do, sort of control the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. Man, that safety play, man, it is not real good for Ole Miss, no. I'll be honest. And so you get them safeties to suck in a little bit, and then I throw the football over the top and I hit Malik or Brian deep downfield. Well, you know, first of all, Ole Miss is – pass happy they're offense heavy and you know one of the things that Lane Kiffin has not done a good job of is create defenses and you know throughout his tenure of of head coaching he just hasn't been really great at, at bringing in the right defensive players or even defensive coaches to to be able to defend the football but what they will do is they're going to try to throw the ball over your head they're going to try to utilize their they're, they're little guys with, with, with a lot of speed and they can get past you really quickly and throw the ball over your head however I think where LSU can combat that is they're going to make Dart Dart, right? So if we can use the front four and that front seven to get to Dart um, and, and, and knock him off of his, his, his original um, placement and footwork where he wants to be to deliver the ball from, he's going to take off. But now we just have to make sure we contain him at that point. So it's going to be fun to watch uh, exactly how we overcome some of what I've, said, or what I've thought in the, over the past three games that I'll – our defensive line up front were not playing as well as we think they could play. Nope. This is going to be a good game, a good test to see if they can come up and show out today because I don't know if, if Ole Miss actually has the def- offensive linemen to be able to block them. But at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those, are we going to show up tonight and really show what we're made of defensive front seven-wise? The other thing, too, Herb, is uh, Trey Harris, and not that it's been revealed, but I think speculation is, and Trey's a Louisiana guy. Mm-hmm. He went to Louisiana Tech and then transferred, man, right off the bat, and he's got five touchdowns. And he's missed a couple games because of a knee injury. Uh, it's been speculated that he had arthroscopic surgery on the knee. He played a little bit against Alabama. He practiced a little bit this week. Who knows if he's going to play or not, but Michael Trigg, who they were really counting on, he was a guy that came in sort of like Arik Gilbert came in for LSU. Mm-hmm. He came in to Ole Miss that way. Uh, guy that uh, was going to open up the lanes as a tight end, he's no longer with the team. Right. And, so, and then they had a second player quit. This week, and he decides to leave. So there's a little turbulence happening at Ole Miss right now after the Alabama game, and that really wasn't the trigger. But uh, I do think you have here a team that really wants to run the football, and they got a running back in Jenkins who can run it, but they have not been able to get any push. And in watching that game, a lot of times the Ole Miss offensive linemen. They were getting pushed right back into Judkins' lanes. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go anywhere. He was just caught. Now, a couple times, he made a couple nice runs. But for the most part, he has been bottled up. This was a guy who was a second-team All-American, yep. first-team All-SEC guy as a true freshman. And he, they have not been able to get that running game going. And that's something, despite all the talk about lanes throwing the football, one thing he loves to do, run it. That's right. He definitely loves to run the football. And Judkins last year ran for over 1,600 yards. He was a really a really uh, potent running back for Ole Miss. And playing in the SEC and getting 1,600 yards is really, really uh, outstanding. Now, last week, Alabama showed you that, okay, Ole Miss, you can come into town, but you're still Ole Miss, and we're still Alabama up front, in the, uh, you know, defense and offensive line-wise. And so, that's true, in man. my mind, that's where I see – Ole Miss trying to get better. Ole Miss, is, their offense is really predicated on running the football. If they can run the football well, that opens up the passing games for their quarterback. But 
last last week Alabama wasn't playing that. Like it was kind of close initially because I still was thinking Alabama is trying to find their way and who they are and some identity and try to figure out exactly how they want to maneuver moving forward in the season. But they ended up starting to pull away. I think the end, the end result of the game was 24 to 10, and Alabama just looked like they manhandled them in the second half. And I think that's that's the Alabama you're going to see moving forward. They're not going to try to be fancy. They can't be the, the – Because the they can't be fancy at this stage. That's right. And so, with that being said, on the flip side, Ole Miss, that's all they can be is fancy. And yeah, I'm looking forward to them to try to – you know, try to out, out, I guess, outflank LSU in ways of different formations and bringing guys in motion um, and trying trick plays and anything that they can do. Uh, you know, one of the key, the key things that's happening right now is that, you know, Walker Howard was as LSU. And so now Brian Kelly is trying to change some things in regards to quarterback signals and things like of that nature. So that's going to be interesting to watch because I can see Lane Kiffin trying to pull, a, you know, a, a cat out of his bag, if you will, and trying to figure out how can he outsmart uh, Coach Kelly and how can he do something that's really unique that only Lane Kiffin can do in order to steal a win tonight. Yeah, one of the things I think, uh, and I had wondered throughout the years why Ole Miss had not recruited the state of Louisiana any more than what they have. Mm-hmm. And um, some of that, I think, all has to do with connections. And one of that big connection is Pete Golden. Pete was at Alabama, and he was the first connect the dots for all the Alabama players. Then, you know, Nick kind of seals the deal with everything, right. you know, when, when you kiss the ring. Right. Uh, and, and he is who he is. <laughs> but it was Pete who basically, he kind of paved the way, had a lot of inroads. And now, man, you know, and I talk to players a lot. Ole Miss is part of the conversation. A lot of that having to do with their new defensive coordinator, yep. Pete Golden, who's got a lot of Louisiana ties. Well, you know, I don't even remember Ole Miss recruiting me outside of sending a few letters when I was coming out. Mississippi State recruited me like crazy. Coach Jenkins was over there when he was when I was right. being recruited. And, I mean, he offered me a scholarship, he and Jack and Cheryl. But the, the, the last time I remember Ole Miss really, truly trying to hunt Louisiana was when Coach O and Frank were there Yeah, um, many, many years ago. And so, I, I, you know, look, at the end of the day, if you're not recruiting uh, Louisiana, I don't know what's wrong. Whether you have ties or not, you got to show up in the state. I mean, we have some of the best of the best, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, skill position or lineman or something like that. You can identify someone that can come onto your team and help you and, and, and deliver a stellar performance. So, But, look, at the end of the day, it, there's always connections from Ole Miss to LSU or Ole Miss to, you know, just to Louisiana, if you will. There's a lot of people who have gone to Ole Miss and has lived in Louisiana, that's from Louisiana, that love Ole Miss. And there's got to be a way you can find some sort of a connection to try to get some players out of here. I think before Willie Fritz got to Tulane, that was really no number two school. No, no, you're right. In the state of Louisiana. Maybe La Tech, right? Maybe. And maybe. And that's and Billy made that yep. a, a big part of his recruiting deal. Uh, Louisiana Tech, south of Alexandria, they've made very little impact yeah. as far as players are concerned. Man, Pete knows this area, and he knows every high school coach around. So I do think you will see more of that. And part of that is Trey Harris, yeah. who is from Louisiana. He was on the B list for Alabama, so to speak. and But they got their A guys. And so they didn't need to fall on Trey. He goes to Louisiana Tech instead. Yeah. And then, But once 
he got loose and put up big numbers, and Pete goes from Alabama to Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Guess who he's bringing in? Trey Harris. That's right. Uh, And so I think you will see that a lot more with the the transfer portal and name image likeness taking hold even more than what it has in college football. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Ole Miss should be able to see Louisiana like we see a good half-and-half fire fish and shrimp plate right yeah i got it right, right in front there, of right? me you can't miss it how I many miss wrong it. with you can't you miss know? that smell and you got to give it a shot if you don't if you don't give it a shot something's wrong with you so <laughs> <laughs> that's it for our first segment here on the gulf coast bank and trust tiger tailgating show mike detail along with herb tyler we're live from acme oyster house 3535 perkins road Tell everybody, come on by and visit us we got some great food here also great drink specials come on by and visit and uh, you can watch all the games. They're all up right now. Yeah, man, and uh, USC, uh, it's to put an over and under that's good on them. Because uh, right now it's 34 to 14. And uh, Look, it's not as bad as we thought it would be. In my it mind, potentially I thought it was going to be another 63 to 10 type of deal. Boy, but. in the first half, though, uh, yeah. boy, was Kentucky 10 in the backside of Florida. They, they are. They still are. They Man, still, uh, yeah. that, that, that was really, really bad on that. And so we'll be back with more of our Tiger Trust tailgating show right after this message is here on the Big 870 WWL. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're back here on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike Detail along with Herb Tyler. We're live at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road. Come on by and visit us. Got great Food specials, also drink specials here. You got all the games on, surround sound, so to speak, all around you. You can watch all the games. Also great 
to watch LSU football when it kicks off at 5 o'clock, and you can hear that right here on the Big 870 WWL on the station you're listening to Herb and I on right now. Now's our time for our Thibodeau Regional Health System's Tiger Scout Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. want to uh, thank Greg Stock and everybody there for sponsoring this segment each and every week. And so we talked a little bit about it, Herb, about the fact that as much as people talk about Kiffin and him throwing the football, yep. their offense is really built around the running game. They've never had a running back like Judkins, though. I'm going to be honest. In his time frame, they have never had a running back as good as him no. uh, at Ole Miss. And, man, he was a guy. Alabama and Auburn had really no interest. He was about 180 pounds. He actually came to our camp as a junior uh, at running back. And he looked smallish. Then when I seen him last year, I was like, it can't be the same dude. Because he was, he was like 210 pounds. But he picked up that weight. Yep. And, man, he can run well between the tackles. He's got really good vision. And he's got enough scoop that once he can hit that lane, then he's out into the open field. Yeah, he's a very impressive back. I, you know, I like those types of backs where you can get just enough power out of him. But whenever he needs that little scoop that you're talking about, he can get around the end and he can get up to 15 to 18 yards on a carry for you. Uh, and every now and then, he can take it to your ho- to the house. Oh, now, yeah. Here's the other thing with that. Now, the crazy part about Ole Miss right now, the leading rusher for Ole Miss is Jackson Dart. Yeah. At <laughs> 219 yards. Now, he's got 44 carries, right? And, and probably 40 probably forty to 41 of those carries because he, he took off too soon and hadn't thrown the ball. He's right? a bolter. I'm going to save that for the next segment, but that's, that's right. what he is. That's right. So so Judkins is, you know, 57 carries, 201 yards. He's on 3.5 average. His longest 14. He's got four touchdowns. So he's having a pretty decent, okay year, if you will. Um, it could be a little bit better, but, you know, the type of offense that they run, um, it, it's really predicated on whether or not that offensive line is, 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 is allowing those holes and those different levels of being open for Judkins to make some plays. But, I, you know, I, look, at the end of the day, I think Dart is the reason why Judkins' season is not happening the way it should be and, the, and that he's not playing the way he should be playing, in my opinion. Because I think that if Dart can get rid of the football, then I think that that would open up and allow for Judkins to have the type of season that they want him to have. And I think also they're getting – in the receiving game, um, he's got, you know, he's got eight receptions, 80 yards, 10 yards average, 25 is as long, and he's uh, zero touchdowns. But he's getting better and better also in the passing game. Um, so we'll see exactly how they try to utilize him today. Now, what I think is going to happen today is, you know, I don't know if they're going to try to test LSU's, you know, run defense. Because everybody knows that LSU's pass defense is a little suspect. Mm. And so at the end of the day, on third down, you know, Ole Miss is not good on third downs, meaning they're not converting third downs at a, and LSU at a high LSU don't rate. stop the third. I was about to say that, and LSU <laughs> don't stop it. So something's got to give today. Yeah. And I'm hoping is that LSU's going to stop some third down, you know, uh, uh, conversions today. So we shall see exactly how that works out today. Yeah, one of the things, too, is uh, that Jackson Dart, I remember when he came out of high school, he was the Gatorade player of the year yep. in the uh, state of Utah. Highly recruited, was the number one rated dual threat quarterback uh, quarterback in the country goes to USC. He wins the job there as a true freshman. Uh-oh. Uh, guess who's coming to town? Caleb Williams. Yep. Oh, boys. Uh, uh, see you. Uh, you know, I ain't going to start here. 
once uh, Spencer got uh, the job yeah. there. And one of the things, man, I, I lived uh, basically right across the street from Joe Clark. He had coached over 50 years in major college football, the NFL, and he sort of ended it in Europe. He was coaching uh, players in, in Europe. And he would always take a look at a guy like Jackson Darton. Yep. His comment was, he's a bolter. He's just yep. like a horse. He said, Mikey, you, know, you grew up in, out in the country. You see, you like know, some horses, they'll come right up to you and feed you, and they let them pet you and stuff. And some horses, man, you get within 10 feet of them. Man, they take off running. They don't want nobody That's around right. them. And Jackson's one of those type of guys that if his initial guy is not open – his second read is to it's run. To yeah. And LSU's going to have to be cognizant of that, that you might have an early be able to cover, but then you got to also uh, kind of comply to the fact that Jackson could take off running it and get a first down out of it because he is a really good runner. And he ain't no small dude. And the second part of that is you have to contain him. Yes. So you have to be able to get him down even if you don't – allow him the opportunity to pass the football. What you have to do is you have to make the tackle when he's trying to scoot outside of that uh, pocket. But, you know, it's crazy because I've never been around a bunch of horses in my life. I've probably oh. ridden a horse a couple times. In my mind, I've bareback ridden horses and, like, just, in you know, in the wilderness. And I'm but, just a man. But they didn't been broke in. No. Okay, you that, get out in the field. Man, some of them. That's only in my mind. Now, what I will tell you is I got a little Yorkie, and every time I get close to oh. her, she like the boat. Yeah. She, don't, she don't play no games. And I can tell you right now, I can't catch her. It's very difficult. So I'm hoping that LSU's defense can handle that and make sure that they can bring Dart down whenever he tries to boat. That is more of a concern for me. Yeah than Ole Miss being able to just pound it and run the ball of Jackson, say, on a third and seven, and you're, okay, you got zone defense, you're rushing three, and he sees a lane, and he takes off running, gets the first down Mm -hmm. because he's a really good runner. Uh, Every once in a while, man, he'll throw a pass, and it's really pretty. Uh, He he made a couple throws in the second half against Alabama. Right on target. Really beautiful passes. Then a couple of them, and he sailed in. Will Chamberlain would have had a difficult time trying to put a hand (laughs) on it. It was so high up in the air. Uh, It's just the way he is. Kind of inconsistent, right? Kind of inconsistent as a passer. I think he's gotten better with his fundamentals and his mechanics of setting his feet and throwing it. But I think that part of... First read's not there. I'm running with it. Yep. I think it's part of you. And you can, sometimes that's real difficult to break. 65 for uh, attempts. I'm sorry, 65 completions on 103 attempts for 1,096 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. His quarterback rating is 171. It's not bad. He's actually playing pretty decent if you think about it. But the problem is he has no, really no true help around him. And so when you look at Ole Miss and how they play and they approach to every different game, they're trying to outscore you, and that's it. And if they can't outscore you because the, the defense that they're playing against is bigger, stronger, faster, then they, there's nowhere else that they can turn to. It's kind of like Jackson Dart's first read in boat. I mean, you know, it's at the end of the day, he's got to try to figure out a way to be successful. Now, L- LSU has Jaden Daniels. Ole Miss has Jackson Dart. You have two of the top premier dual quarterbacks in the country who can really play football, especially run the football very well whenever they have the opportunity. That being said, just like we look at Jaden Daniels and he gets out of the pocket and he can get a, you know, a third and six and, and get us nine on that and, and move the chains, Jackson Dart can do the same thing. So I'm with you 100%. 
the type of quarterback that scares me the most is a quarterback that can actually run with the football in his hands. And I don't mean just run straight and fast. I mean that can hold the ball, understands how to get tackled, how to make people miss, um, how to run with the football to get purposeful yards. And that's a difficult thing to defend as a defense because it's just like another running back in the field with the option to pass the football. And so that's very difficult to deal with. So that's the only thing that scares me, and I agree with you on that. You know, uh, the other part is you and I watched about three quarters of the Tulane Ole yeah. Miss game uh, from right here at Acme. Mm-hmm. And, man, Tulane had them. You know, they, 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 they had them by the teriyaki. Okay, right. uh, I'm just telling you, That's they, right. they, they, they had them. Too. They, they had them. But they, you know what, what won it for them was their defense at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, they sent the little kid out for this 55-plus field goal. I'm like, what the hell is Lane doing? Then he pops it, and they get a couple scores late because their defense caused a turnover. And I, I get it. Michael Pratt wasn't playing was about to say that. Uh, in that particular deal. But it's their defense that did it offensively. Yep. They didn't do nothing special no. against Tulane. They sure the hell didn't run it. No. If Michael Pratt would have played that game, they probably would have beat Ole Miss. I, I, I sort of agree with that. Uh, I think it would have been a totally different game at the end. Yep. Uh, the, the way Tulane handled it. And I get it. Kai Harton was doing his best. And I thought he played a pretty good game. He did. Uh, I thought he played. But the last the couple end, of weeks he played a good game. Uh, it it sort of kind of came apart there. But today, watch for Jackson Dart. If that initial guy is not open for him to take off running the football, because that's what he likes to do. That's a wrap on our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook, brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. Again, thank Greg Stock and everybody there for uh, the support here on the Big 870. When we come back, we'll have a lot more talk and a lot more Ole Miss talk on our Tiger Tailgate, our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. Mike to tell you along with Herb Tyler live from Acme Oyster House right here, 3535 Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We're back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike the Tail along with Herb Tyler on your home for LSU Sports, WWL, and free on the Odyssey app. We're at 3535 Perkins Road, Acme Archer House. Come on by and visit us. Got some great food specials along with uh, drink specials here. You can watch all the games. It's like surround sound. They got televisions all over. And it's presented by Map Construction. Map built build beyond on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Locked On Ole Miss podcast Steve Willis. Steve, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing partner? I'm doing outstanding. This is my favorite game of the year and <laughs> I, I it just needs to hurry up and get here. I hear you. That's right. Steve, something got to give here. Uh, LSU, man, they can't get off the field on third down. And Ole Miss hadn't been able to convert on third downs. So there's something's got to give here because both these teams are really struggling there. You know, LSU can score points. Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors have just been lethal. Then they got Brian Thomas involved last week. And their running game has started to pick up. But defensively, those holes in the secondary, man, I know Lane Kiffin saw it. If we can, I know he can. So the third down, either get off the field or convert it. That, that's in real play here because both teams don't do it real well. Yeah, you have a situation where I think Ole Miss has been a little bit cute early in the season, and that mm-hmm. has allowed them to get into some third and longs, and third and longs are going to be hard to convert against oh, yeah. anybody. Um, so what I think that Ole Miss is probably going to do is try and stay on schedule as much as they can get Quanshawn Jenkins, who is going to be the most healthy he's been all season. The weapons that Ole Miss has are going to be the most healthy they've been all season. And I think there's a chance that you can basically work those into some third and fours and third and fives and make it to where you can do some run-pass stuff with Jackson Dart and get on the field and earn the right to throw at that secondary because that's, that's probably the key in this game is Ole Miss earning the right to go after that secondary. Steve, on the backside of that, how does Ole Miss plan on trying to stop that potent Jaden Daniels uh, passing game with Malik Neighbors and the rest of the gang that are so really so just been playing phenomenal on the outside? It's going to be tough for Ole Miss, in my opinion, to to really stop that. And then what also has been happening, Steve, is the fact that um, we're starting to pick up a little a little steam in the running game. So what is, what is Ole Miss' plan to try to combat that and then try to stop the pass and the run? Yeah, I mean, it's not 2019 level, but LSU's offense is pretty elite. And, and <laughs> it is. Just, about, just about everybody they play. Now, what I think that Ole Miss can do this year that they couldn't do last year is they have a young true freshman named Suntarian Perkins. He shares the last name of Harold Perkins. They play remarkably similar. I think Ole Miss is going to line up him on the side that Malik Neighbors is on and force Jaden Daniels to scramble the other direction. So it's going to be the secondary wide receivers that are going to be forced to beat Ole Miss or Jaden Daniels running the ball. Ole Miss's defensive line is actually pretty good. They're only giving up like 110 yards, 120 yards rushing a game. Um, LSU could probably run the ball, but um, until they just got worn out at the end of the game. In time of possession in the second quarter, there was almost a little bit of coaching malpractice that happened in the second quarter because it was three incomplete passes and get off the field three straight drives. And then you look up at the time of possession at the end of the game, and Bama's had the ball for 36 minutes. Uh, If Ole Miss can avoid that type of situation, I think their defense will be able to hold up pretty well in the second half. If not, 
if the same thing happens in the fourth quarter, LSU's going to be able to run the ball with Ole Miss. Yeah, I think that's the thing, uh, Steve, is the ability to control the tempo of this game and, and the play calling offensively because we know LSU's a quick strike offense. But now they've shown the ability to run the football uh, with Diggs and also the freshman and Caleb Jackson, who's getting more and more playing time. Man, people trying to convince me he was a red shirt. What red shirt? He ain't no. seeing nothing red unless no. it's on an opponent's jersey. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Jackson ha- has really grown up a- a- along with Diggs in that running game. And I-, I just think, though, that LSU's secondary woes, my question is really, how is Ole Miss looking at wide receiver? Because I know Trey... And even though it hadn't been announced, looked as though he had some sort of procedure done on his knee. I knew Trey when he was back in high school, and he was a quarterback in high school. He goes to Louisiana Tech, and then he blossoms there, and Ole Miss was able to get him. Lose Trigg, uh, he left the program. So what's the situation at wideout, uh, certainly with Trey, who made uh, such a huge impact early in this season, and who's going to fill the void of Trigg at tight end? Um, well, the weird thing, Michael Trigg answering that, he, he was running third team at Ole Miss this season. Right. A young redshirt freshman was running second team, and the starter has actually been injured. Caden Prescorn, who played a good bit against Alabama, he's the guy that's going to get most of the work in the LSU game. Trey Harris is going to play this game. He actually played like four or five snaps against Alabama, um, but he's telling everybody in Oxford that he's going to play. And that he, I don't think wild dogs to keep Trey Harris off the field this game. I, 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 for whatever reason, I just get the feeling that he wants some of LSU, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, ain't no question about that, because he felt yeah. rubbed the wrong way. Just like mm-hmm. Keon Coleman did, both were Louisiana products. LSU didn't offer either one. Mm-hmm. Keon goes to Michigan State now is at Florida State. And Trey, he goes to Louisiana Tech now is at Ole Miss. So he kind of felt maybe, you know, it's different regimes, but whatever. Uh, he got rubbed the wrong way by LSU. Yeah. And then you have Zachary Franklin, um, who played against Alabama. He, that was his debut. So he had some rust. He was coming off of procedure. But you had three pass catchers that Ole Miss was supposed to be counting on before the season that their first real extensive action or just they were injured to the point of doing it was against Alabama. And they just weren't quite there. So I think we're going to see a better version of what Ole Miss has done throughout the early part of the season against LSU. With with Trey, that that was a neat procedure, I would assume, correct? Yeah, my understanding – now, we all know Lane is like hush-hush about injuries. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but from from what everybody's talking about, it may have been like a knee scope or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good, Steve. So you know, we talk about all these flashy players and all this stuff. Everybody's good on the outside and the quarterback and things. That's let's let's talk a little bit about the big uglies up front, right? How okay. do you see this game playing out? You know, Ole Miss's offense, defensive line versus LSU's offense and defensive line. Do you see something similar to how it played out against Alabama second half last week? Or do you see Ole Miss maybe hopefully or, or LSU losing some traction throughout the game? Listen, this this is probably the key of this football game. Um, Ole Miss's offensive line versus LSU's defensive line. LSU's front seven is good. They may not be getting home like they're expecting, but Mason Smith and Harold Perkins and all those guys 
they can play. And if Ole Miss is in third and 10, third and 11, consistently on offense, and LSU can pin their ears back and get after the quarterback, that dog will not hunt. It, it just won't. Ole Miss is going to be in for a long day. But if Ole Miss can get in the third and manageable and stay ahead of the change and make the defensive line have to play both pass and run mentally, you have a chance to be a little bit unpredictable, a little bit more explosive, and you can earn mm-hmm. the right to do those fancy second and third level RPOs that Lane loves to do that take a little bit of time to develop that has trouble against Alabama and LSU and Georgia and things like that. You know, one of the things in this game and that I'm interested to see is more of Deshaun Womack. Now, we heard, I've heard all about him in the fall. He didn't get a lot of playing time early. Then last week, all of a sudden, they were like, sick him. Get after the quarterback. Right. Because K.J. Jefferson was making some plays, moving around, throwing the football, and Deshaun came in there as a true freshman and was a real impact guy. And I think, you know, the thing was, oh, well, he don't know all the plays. Well, he don't need to know all of them. He just needs to know a few. Get after the guy with the quarterback. I'm interested in the uh, expanded playing time of a guy like Deshaun Womack, who has really showed spurts here, along with the development of a Jordan Jefferson, not talking about the quarterback from Destrahan, who played at LSU, but the big defensive tackle from West Virginia that is coming here, and how they can contain Jackson Dart. Herb and I were talking about it. I think that's a real key to the game that, okay, on a third and six or a third and seven, you got people covered, and Jackson just takes off running downfield yep. and gets you the first down. That's got to be in the back of LSU's mind that you cannot let him. I, I don't want to say impromptu plays because I think a lot of them are drawn up that way, that Jackson will take off and run with it. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a big deal. Everybody's going to talk about Quinshawn Jenkins, and, and that, that is rightly going to be a story of Ole Miss's running game until Quinshawn breaks out. But until then, Jackson Dart is the leading rusher on this football team, <laughs> and you need to use it. And I was thinking about, and I, I talked about on my show, maybe against LSU, this is the game to have a package out there for Spencer Sanders for no other reason than some of the quarterback run stuff. He can take some of those hits. And his running ability would provide something a little bit of a different look during the game. Now, Jackson's the dude. Jackson's the guy, obviously. But if you can take a little bit of those hits, because you still have George on the schedule. You still have A&M. You still have a lot of dudes on the schedule. You need to think about it. Hey, we need to protect this guy, but we also need to put ourselves in the best position to win. And I figure, heck, you're paying all that money to Spencer Sanders. Let him go out there and get hit a little bit. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Man, we really appreciate you joining us on our Eyes on the Opponent segment. And uh, for more of Steve's analysis, you can go on Locked on Ole Miss, the podcast there. Steve, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, anytime, guys. Hey, Herb Tyler, you were my first Ole Miss LSU game in Tiger Stadium. Saw you play, bud. Oh, awesome. oh, so you, you, so you, an old dude, then, Steve? Right? No, no, yeah, that's I've not got, what you said. I've got, I've got, I've got he's mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just mature. He's mature. He just, so, he's just semi mature on that. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate <laughs> right, it, bud. Thank you, Steve. Right. Man, that was a great line by Steve too. So, man, thank him for joining us. We'll be back with more of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating <laughs> Show. Mike Detail on with Herb Tyler. We're right here. Here at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. You can hear us for all LSU home games on the Big 870 WWL and also free on the Odyssey app.
Finishing up here, our number one of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike Detail along with Herb Tyler. We're at Acme Archer House, 3535 Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Got great food specials, drink specials here. You can watch all the games. You can watch the LSU game tonight right here at Acme Oyster House. And also want to thank Map Construction. Map Built. Build Beyond for presenting these programs. We've got one more hour of our Tiger tailgating show right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.